This is a CBC Podcast. Saskatchewan has three new members of the legislature this morning. Two Regina seats flipped from SAS Party Green to NDP Orange. Jared Clark won for the NDP in Regina Wall Shakers, and Noor Berkey came on top in Coronation Park. The Saskatchewan Party's Blaine McLeod won handily in Lumsden Morse, but the Saskatchewan United Party got more votes there for second place than the NDP did. The Premier, Scott Moe, tweeted, Thank you to all the by-election candidates and your teams, and congratulations to Saskatchewan's three newest MLAs. The NDP leader, Carla Beck, told reporters that running a summer campaign had its challenges. You know, a a by-election in... in August, you don't get as much contact with voters as you like. We were trying every door multiple, multiple times, and it felt good out there. And I knew that the message that these candidates were were putting forward um, were they were talking about the things that people on the doorstep wanted wanted to hear, wanted to have us raising. Um, but to actually see the results that that these candidates brought in, um, all three of them. Results that we haven't seen in in a very long time out there um, not only gives us a lot of hope, I I, I think you saw it in the room, and I think that there are others out there who who will see that, um, you know, the NDP is is not out here looking for second place. We are serious about forming government in 2024, and we just got a little step closer to that tonight. That's NDP leader Carla Beck. The NDP has 14 seats now in the legislature and the governing Saskatchewan Party, 46. Nadine Wilson, who leads the Saskatchewan United Party, holds her seat at one. Joining us now for reaction to these results, our regular political watcher, Murray Mandrick, is a political columnist for the Regina Leader Post. Hey, Murray. Hey, how you doing? Good. What stands out to you overall? Well, as per your synopsis, this was a very bad night for the SAS party. Very bad night for Saskatchewan voters in the sense that it was a by-election in the middle of summer uh, where no one showed up. And But the problem for the SAS party is really none of their voters showed up. And uh, where the vo- most votes were lost, uh, including in Lumsden Morris, where uh, the SAS party was down a remarkable 3,600 votes and uh, 20.3 percentage points, notwithstanding a, a solid victory. Uh, they just couldn't get their vote out, Steph. And that is probably, uh, that should be and uh, will be quite troubling for the SAS party. In terms of trends, historically in this province, uh, the biggest determinant is to who wins by elections is who held the seat last. And and so that's really bad news for uh, the SAS party. In more recent times, however, uh, the biggest determinant, determining trend is that uh, the SAS party can't win in city by-elections and the NDP can't win in rural by-elections. So that, uh, that's held. And for maybe that reason, it's not quite time to hit the panic button yet for the SAS party. But there are big, loud messages, particularly in Lumsden Morris, that we talked about last week, where we saw, as you noted, the Saskatchewan United Party surpassed the NDP uh, running a, a campaign uh, you know, on fumes at times, I assume, because that's what new parties do. And this whole issue of the SAS party uh, can't, not even being able to get its most loyal vote out uh, is predict- predicted by Mark Doherty, who uh, said during the campaign, at the start of the campaign, I don't know why anybody would vote for the party that I uh, ran for and represented, uh, given what they've done for the city vote. And that in itself is a big problem, big problem in the divide in the se- in sense that the Sask 
Party will be pushed further to the right, particularly rural areas, by Saskatchewan United. But there's obviously a message in the city as well that they don't like the direction the government going. And it's not necessarily a left direction. It's just not addressing their issues. And I think that there is going to be some serious soul searching, or at least there should be in the SAS Party, is how do we balance off these two? What does this mean for the Saskatchewan United Party to have come second in this constituency? Well, this is really fascinating to me. As you know, they didn't run candidates in the city. So it's tough to say overall what impact that they will have. But they did run what seems to be a relatively effective campaign. Now, that's still only... uh, 20% of the vote in an election where very few people voted compared with normal. Uh, So we need to keep this in perspective. Uh, I wasn't particularly impressed with the relative honesty in uh, the Saskatchewan United uh, Party's campaign. In the last day, uh, they basically ran a campaign saying everything that the uh, Lumsden uh, principal and Planned Parenthood had said about uh, the information getting in the hands of students related to those uh, probably inappropriate cards uh, that were uh, uh, that were picked up by somebody in a grade nine class uh, was done anything other than deliberately. Uh, uh, the Sask United Party candidates uh, basically accused uh, this of being uh, a very deliberate thing, which is something that I think they need to be called to task for it to prove. But that might be water under the bridge right now. Uh, but I guess it does show, uh, Stephanie, how in this modern election campaign, where we now have a week of voting, where we now have a lot of things like that going on, where you can influence vote, in, in particularly in the last mi- minute, if you run hard on a particular issue uh, that seems to resonate. And I think with the decrease in um, media presence and a few others, I think we'll see a lot of a uh, lot of uh, uh, parties try that and maybe get away with it. Uh, I think what it'll also mean is that they will continue their influence on the provincial government as they had in the Planned Parenthood issue and maybe several others. And I think lo- uh, Scott Moe will largely ignore the message uh, that he was also getting uh, from the cities that hey, things aren't really happy there, and will try to preserve his rural stronghold. How do you think Mark Doherty and those comments he made as he was, you know, leaving as a Saskatchewan Party MLA to say that the budget doesn't provide growth that works for everyone? And as you said, he he couldn't make a strong argument for going out and and voting. How much do you think that that factored in here to these results? I think it consolidated a lot of frustrations for voters out there. I don't think Mark Doherty said a lot, and this is very apparent by the vote that voters weren't already thinking about already. Uh, Interestingly, the NDP vote in those ridings actually held relatively solid. They got their vote out uh, compared with the last time around. The SAS party didn't. So once again, it's a motivating factor as to why uh, the SAS party vote didn't come out in any of the ridings, including the city ones. And one of the reasons is, I think, as you just cited, people are... um, uh, really frustrated with the government for the reasons, uh, obvious reasons and the reasons stated. And that is that uh, they're running a campaign of slogans and, and everything else in terms of budgets. Uh, people, the government has massive surpluses, but everybody's paying big electrical bills and nobody is buying into the notion that this is completely Trudeau's problem. They might have problems with the federal liberal government. In fact, obviously they do. And we'll probably see a conservative government, but you can't run an anti-government campaign of your government. And I, I, I think that this is 
is sort of one of the other lessons that the SAS party should have hopefully learned from this. I'm not so sure they will, though, uh, and it might have significant impact on the next election. The difference between having you know, 12 seats and 14 seats is a big deal if you're a small opposition and you have that many bodies. Obviously, no one is threatened yet. So until there seems to be a critical mass and the, the NDP can start sh- uh, showing that they can win in basically more suburban ridings or more uh, right-wing suburban ridings in South Regina, et cetera, uh, then, uh, then I don't think the SAS party can be overly worried. And they're certainly not worried if the NDP can't win in rural Saskatchewan. And this election showed that they still can't. But that said, uh, I, I see what Carl Lebeck is saying about the fact that, she's, uh, that this is uh, a significant step forward. I don't know if it's significant, but it certainly is a big uh, a step forward for the NDP compared with where they were. And I think that's another threat to the, the, to, uh, the SAS party government right now. Murray, thank you. You're very welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.